don't stop the music yet. Our engineer sucks. Yeah, we got a new engineer. Yeah, he, <laughs> right his now, y'all. Is suck boy <laughs> slam. <laughs> Cutting off the music, not even telling anybody anything. What's going on, everybody? This is Mark B. Lady J is over over there yelling at her son real quick. Um, who's our new engineer? And this is Pillow Talk. I'm gonna get in this camera. Let's scoot over. Bad Al. Okay. okay. There you go. Yep. And this is Pillow Talk. We have returned. We're back. Like two bra straps. Isn't that what they go? That's, I think that's what I heard them say. Anyway, that's what the children say, I think. Not really. But we are back, people. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, but we are... Uh, <coughs> Back up in this thing. Okay, I don't know what Mark is doing, but this is not how we're supposed to start the first pillow talk. <laughs> when you leave me uh, to my own devices, this is what happens. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, let's see, was it yesterday? Yesterday's my first day back on air, everybody. This is Lady J. So happy to see y'all. Um, you know, we got the pillow talk vibe going on. As I told y'all, we'll be going live from home for the first few shows just because um, I'm not fully prepared to be out and about and away um, from comfort zone and meds and stuff in case something happens uh, while I'm on air. But so I'm excited uh, to have Pillow Talk back on. We had a couple people, you know, asking about it. So before we get the show started, um, I want to let you all know, first of all, how you can tune in. Make sure you share the video if you're watching on Facebook. If you are watching on Facebook, too, please listen simultaneously from another device, um, because as you all know, numbers count on radio. Um, and if you miss an episode now, you can uh, get the show or download it or subscribe on any uh, of the major podcast platforms. So, of course, people like to tune in live because you can engage in conversation by calling in. The call-in number is 317-886-0296. Again, the call-in number to the station is 317-886-0296. If you want to call in and be a part of the show, as y'all know how we always do, we keep it live and lit. We usually have guests, but this is our first show back, so we're going to do something a little special uh, tonight on Pillow Talk. So you can tune in to the show by tuning in to JQLM Radio Live, um, by downloading the JQLM Radio app from your Apple or iTunes, Apple or Google Play stores. Apple, we're adding you uh, in February. So I guess it's time for us to add y'all. I guess y'all deserve a JQLM radio app. Uh, <laughs> not really, but uh, in the meantime, you can tune in to JQLM radio uh, through the TuneIn app, TuneIn radio app, or the Stream of Simple radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Or go to the Facebook page. You can go to Pillow Talk Facebook page, JQLM Radio Facebook page, and just click on the Use App button, and you can you'll be tuning in right then, right from Facebook to JQLM Radio. All right, so you can find the show on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, and Castbox as well. If you miss a show, but of course, as I said, y'all want to get in on the live action, so make sure y'all tune in to JQLM Radio twenty four seven. The station is lit with music. Dope talk shows and more. All right. So tonight's topic is about real love. A love not tested can't be trusted. That's tonight's topic. 
A love not tested can't be trusted. If you join the Pillow Talk group on Facebook, you will know what the week's topic is. You'll get to comment on there. We will uh, use your commentary, your post and status in the show. Um, so join the Pillow Talk group, get engaged. We are have relaunched it. Um, and make sure you follow the Pillow Talk page on social media. We just added an Instagram page. So show at show Pillow Talk, at show Pillow Talk on Instagram. And on Facebook, it's Pillow Talk, a Pillow Talk show. All right. So tonight, a love not tested can't be trusted. That is the topic. But before we get into the topic, guess what? Pillow Talk has a new segment, y'all, called You Are Out of Order. So if you're on Facebook, you can't hear the, the sound effects going on right now Good on job, the show. Engineer. Yeah. Listen, the show is lit. Okay. I'm going to need y'all to tune in live to get the full effect of the show with the sound effects and stuff going on and the music and everything that we have <laughs> going on. coming in right on time. <laughs> so to, for tonight, you're out of order. Uh, Mark has this segment. So Mark, give it to us. Who's out of order? Man, listen. Um, I need for... Uh, I need for Miss uh, Frien, Free what friend Franiana I think that's yeah Franiana on Twitter. I need her to come to the front of the congregation because uh, this chicka here. Listen, um, I, you know I scrolls the twitters every once in a while to see what's going on, and you know it's kind of like Facebook on ADD. So I I was checking it out one time. And this um, this lady who uh, by the name of Franiana, she uh, she posted a screenshot of her inbox between her and her husband, and you know that's already a red flag. But the, what she said was, "Who sent my husband my tweet?" Right? I was like, mm. "That piqued my interest because I was like, oh, well, okay, so what's that?" So I click into it. And um, her husband had sent a picture of a tweet that she had put up. And the tweet says as follows, but I'm going to edit it because uh, there's a kid that's engineering us. And, and you know, some of y'all got sensitive ears. So um, <laughs> she put up a picture of some, I think it's a, a, guy, a male model. Rome Flynn, I think, is the dude's name. Um, and the dude... It, it, she writes, uh, I guess, tweeting to him actually, because she, you know, she she wrote his. Uh, look, show it to you. Yeah, that's that's the picture right there. Though you can't see it real good. I'm read it though. She says, "Please f me. My husband doesn't have a Twitter." Then afterwards, put please again. P L S. Please, right? So, hmm. Now. Of course, the people of the interwebs can are undefeated. So what they did was they tracked her husband down and wherever he, uh, Facebook or something like that, and sent him a screenshot of her tweet. So her conversation with her husband goes, um, what she he sent the sent the picture. She, she says, sorry, that was the first thing, right? And then he writes, babe, why? First and foremost, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm just his starting off, right? Um, that's not going to be my first question, number one. And you ain't babe at that point. 
You know what I'm saying? You 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 something else that starts with a B probably, but you're not gonna be babe, right? <laughs> That's number one. Number two, then it goes on to uh, oh my god, uh, who sent you, who sent this to you? I can't breathe. Like like she's laughing, so she can't breathe. So she's laughing so hard. Ha ha! Like that's funny. Ha ha! Oh okay. Well, I'm gonna ensure that you can't breathe. That's me personally. You know what I'm saying? I, you can't breathe. So then, what I'm about to do shouldn't hurt that much. Then, because since you already can't breathe. But I digress. She says. Uh, she says. I. Uh, he says. I follow your tweets. Um, you think. You think you're the only one who stalks? I mean, I know it's a joke, but she writes back. I am effing dying. I love you. I'm sorry. It was a joke. I can't breathe. Ha ha ha. And he writes back, and you getting mad at me? I talk uh, because I talked to a coworker in the break room. Right. Um, she writes, if it makes you feel better, there are thousands of men calling me all types of whores and sluts and bees. Right. Um, okay, that's fine. I just got annoyed for a second, but I know it's all about nothing. Listen, listen. This is this is where. Uh, it takes a turn for me, right? Um, he sounds like a punk. Now he's apologizing <laughs> for his wife, for for getting news that his wife was begging some man to F her. So he's apologizing at this point. Um, I know you love me and you always treat me right. Not always, because uh, it was at least a couple seconds during the day when she sent that tweet out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, he's soft. and they got to stop calling my, oh, hold on. This is the funny part. And they got to stop calling my girl a whore. I'm going to pull up. So hold on. Hold on, sir. Excuse me, sir. Tap, 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 tap. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> no, tap, 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 you tap, are tap. out of yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Both of y'all Good job, engineer. Good job, engineer. Thank you for the Good out of order engineer. siren. You are thing. out of order, okay? Both of y'all. Hold up, sir. <laughs> so you're going to pull up on people who know that your wife is doing horish behavior, but you're not gonna pull up on your wife for doing the, doing the behavior. Okay, sir. See, now I see why she did it. Now I see why she felt so comfortable uh, begging a man to please f her, uh, and then adding the the insult or the or the disrespect that my husband doesn't have a Twitter, so you don't have to worry about it. We can go ahead and chop it up on here all day. So Listen, you want some man. other man to sex you down? You know, listen, and then try to, both of y'all out of order. And, and his response is, is that? No, I'm listen, good. Listen, <laughs> I, I, there is, there is uh, being an understanding husband, and then there's being a simp. You know what I'm saying? There's there's being an understanding husband, and then there's being a jelly-backed uh, so-and-so. Joke, ha-ha, yeah, that's funny. I, I should be in on the joke. If we telling jokes, I should be in on the joke. Uh, but I wasn't in on the joke, number one. Number two, that stuff ain't funny. It's not funny. One, What made it not funny is where she says, one, my husband doesn't have a Twitter. So you're acknowledging the fact that you have a husband, but you're saying that he doesn't have a Twitter. So where's the joke? She's out of order to me. All right. So tonight's topic is a love not tested can't be trusted. So we posted in the group, um, in the Pillow Talk group, uh, the topic of the week and asked people to tell us what does that mean to them. Um, and I think we had uh, Keith, one of our 
Uh, we don't know if he's Keith or Omar. I think he's Keith on that, mm. <laughs> on his response in yeah. Pillow Talk Group. <laughs> yeah, but um, he, he responded, and then somebody else uh, responded in the group, too. I, I can't remember her name. But uh, basically, they got, I would say they came up with a, a more general uh, response to um what it is a love not tested can't be trusted um until that love has faced adversity you don't truly know if it's love or lust that was Keith's response um and then crystal she says meaning there's going to be rough patches dealing with love and if there isn't any then it was true from i think she means it wasn't true to begin with yeah so a love not tested can't be trusted what tests does love have to go through in order to be trusted what I feel like what is what are the are there levels to it or or what? Because, I mean, all relationships go through many different tests and not every relationship have has the same kind of tests. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to get into the topic and uh, give a few details of our own about a love being tested. <laughs> all right. So this is Pillow Talk with your girl, Lady J. Boy, Mark P. And we'll be back right after this. Stick and stay. Me love so steady, so steady. He puts 
subscribe yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. It's going down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM radio through the TuneIn radio app or the Stream a Simple radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Lady J. There we go. I'm waiting for the engineer you, you, to you handle just start it. Talking. I can't hear myself. I need to hear myself. <laughs> you don't need to hear yourself. <laughs> and Mark B. <laughs> So you're tuned in to Pillow Talk, and tonight we're talking about a love not tested can't be trusted. So we all have heard that cliche before, but really it's not a cliche because it's real talk. Yeah. Um, people can say that they love you all day long, can say what they're going to do for you, say that they're going to marry you, say that they're going to say that they're going to spend the rest of their life with you, and actions may not quite you know, coincide with your words. Not only that, but testing, um, I think people, some people think that testing has everything to do with, uh, it's a lot of bad stuff that happens in, in your relationship. The thing is, mm -hmm. there, are, there are organic tests, right? And then there are tests that you, that, not tests, they aren't tests. There's organic tests that happen, and then there's stumbling blocks that happen because either you don't want to, change you don't want to evolve or you haven't made space for another human being in your life um so there's a difference between the two if you're standing in your own way like if you keep walking into a wall when you should be opening the door then you got to know okay this isn't my relationship being tested i need to shut up or i need to you know do this that and the other in order to accommodate this other person in the relationship so I want to talk about um, a love being tested. So in, me and Mark started dating in 2016. 
October mm-hmm. 2016. We started talking, I think, though, like in at the end of July. It was at the end of July, but we didn't start dating. No, at, at the beginning of August. Um, but we didn't start dating until October, the beginning of October of 2016. Um, and before that, uh, we saw each other in passing in public and um, in, we were in a couple of groups on Facebook together, um, and which is how we got together. Um, play, listen, I don't do Facebook games <laughs> at all. Like, not at all. But Mark B decided to tag me in a Facebook game as who in this group would date who, you know, tag tag a minute or whatever. They was playing this game and he tagged my name and I was like, okay, ha ha. I thought it was funny. So I was, you know, just went about my business. So then he proceeded to inbox me and say, no, I wasn't playing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it was a game. It was a Facebook game. Funny. You, y'all know how, listen, now you know good and well, you know how people be acting on Facebook and people don't really be serious. Yeah. I, the, it was um, in a uh, singles group, actually, on Facebook. And the the question was like, in everybody in the group, out of everybody in the group, who would you date? Now, um, truthfully, I wasn't like I wasn't using it as a, a a hook. This is this is the 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 lure that I'm gonna throw out there, or nothing like that. Yeah, okay. It was I, I wasn't. It was it was like okay, I'm looking at the personalities of the people in the group, and I usually stayed above board when it came to that stuff because I was uh, an admin in the group. Um, so I I usually stayed above that. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm looking at the different individuals in the group. Who would it be that I that I could see myself like trying to date or trying to uh, talk to or something like that? So definitely put that out there. But and and um, and I I did. I was like, you know, hey, just ain't you know, not 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 like pulling up on her. Like, hey, uh, what you laughing about? And nothing like that. It was I was <laughs> nah, just he like, got blocked. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just like saying, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I'm that was that was for real talk, you know. And and I wasn't pushing it or nothing. Um, and it, it was, it happened organically. Like, uh, after that, there were more interactions, you know, uh, because I think before then, I don't think that there was enough interaction between her and I for there to be, you know, uh, interest or, or anything like that. It was just, you know, I knew of her, don't know if she knew of me or anything like that, but we, we had interactions. Uh, but, that was, yeah, that was, you know, 2016. Yeah. So, and when we first started dating, um, there were some, you know, health issues going on with Mark. And uh, and it put him in a position where, you know, he had to stop working for a while. You know, how you file for FMLA and all that good stuff. And, you know, I stepped in and helped out, you know, in uh, quite a few areas and stuff like that. Now, most women... And now, especially nowadays, y'all know how we are. Well, I I need a man. I want a man who who's work, you know, who works and makes six figures, or he got to have this kind of car, and you know, he got to be able to take me out. He got to be able to pay my bills. A lot of women want a man that's already completely and per, uh, put together, and that is perfect. Now, not to say that Mark didn't have a stuff guy. I mean, he had his own car. He had his own job. He had his own place. All of that. But you can get with somebody that has all of those things, and the minute that you get with them, anything can happen. 
life happens and that's what happened so so what you gonna do leave the person and then a lot of us females and i'm just speaking on female because i'm a female i'm a woman myself and i uh pay attention to what i see the majority of a lot of us ask for things that we can't even afford ourselves or that we don't even have ourselves we set expectations for people that we don't even meet and to me that doesn't make sense i think there's definitely a double standard when it comes to that like you if you talk about if women talk about and write songs about and poems about and movies about uh a guy who what he has materially uh and you know giving him the name of scrub well what's that girl that works at popeyes who is she what is she that takes the bus to to work is she a scrub like right it, and and what if you know she just so happens to have good genetics so she has a nice body and a dude that that's a six figure n word i got i'm trying to make sure that we're able to you know distribute this so i can't say certain words but <laughs> uh six figure n word he comes through is is he bougie if he doesn't talk to that chick with the greasy shirt on from Popeyes, you know, who, who just so happens to be cute, or or now vice versa, she would be making a good decision by not you know not hollering at the dude that's that's uh, cooking the fries at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let me uh, set the set the stage for y'all real quick. Um, the reason we want to talk about a love not tested can't be trusted is of course is because we I'm at least I'm a public figure and I'm I'm very transparent and out there have always been, you know, in front of people because I, I want I like for people to know that they're not alone. And uh I like to uh share what I've been through and not just share my story because just sharing your story, yeah, I mean it lets people know that they're not alone, but I have tools. I have de- I have uh, um, gained tools that help me overcome some things, and maybe I can give those tools to other people that don't have them, so that they can, you know, um, overcome them as well. So uh, before I got with Mark, I I have been married before, you know, twice. I've been in domestic violence relationships. I didn't, you know, know who I was. I grew up in, uh, you know, a domestic violence household and. Uh, you know, dealt with being raped and kidnapped and molested and a whole bunch of whole bunch of craziness. And it took me a long time to get to the point where um, I loved me and I liked me. And then after my last relationship, I was like, listen, I have been through enough bull crap to last me three lifetimes. I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. I don't listen. I I know that I am a wife, um, but. And even though that's my desire, uh, one of my lifelong desires, I had accepted, listen, that's just not going to work for me because I'm a very, I've gotten to the point where I had gotten comfortable with being by myself and just being me and my children. I don't have to deal with nobody's BS, nobody's lying, worrying about if they cheating, if they're going to raise their hand to me. Uh, it, it's just too much, too much. Like, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> that was my mindset. And I even told God, don't you send me nobody. And if you send me anybody and insist you know that this is him don't make him a minister because i ain't going like and you know how we get into that then we tell god what we not gonna do and what we don't want and he like yeah okay (laughs) you know so um so i wasn't even looking for a relationship when i got with mark and then i find myself you know uh talking to him like a lot and you know seeing him a lot and then you know feelings developed and then and then we got this first test 
where I could have been like, yeah, you know what? I ain't signed up for this, bruh. You on your own. <laughs> but, you know, so that was a, 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 a test, you know, within itself. And I don't know how much of that he wants to share. So y'all know me. I don't care. I share it all. Yeah, but uh, I'm a, I mean, I'm open. I'm just... I'm cautiously open. Like you don't need to know how many boogers I pick out of my nose oh my or nothing God. like that. But <laughs> I'm I'm open. I I think like the or, thing. I mean, with me, we started. Um, we had to leave work for a while. Uh, yeah, because I got the old man's uh, the old man's disease. What they call it? <laughs> Gout. I got. I didn't know that. <laughs> right. So uh, now I've always been healthy. I've never had a broken bone. Never had to spend the night in the hospital up to that point or nothing like that. Always been like perfectly healthy, even bigger, uh, small, whatever. I've always been really extremely healthy. Um, and then I started like my, my foot would hurt or my ankle would hurt or something like that. And I was at the time I was working, I was uh, going to school for IT and I was working at Amazon. So I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe, you know, I'm, uh, are you I'm, talking about in October? Well, I just, I, I just got done with school. Well, I say, because I want to make you was working about, for, you I'm was working about, for Lily. Yeah, I'm talking about when, when it started happening. This was oh. before, before I, oh. so, okay. um, like, my foot would be hurting, and then I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I, I, just, I need to, you know, lose a little bit of weight. I need to do some stretching, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, it's, it's no big deal. And then, um, I was done working, I was done, uh, in school, and I was, in IT, I was in IT. I was working at Eli Lilly, but I was doing. Uh, I worked there for a little bit, and my foot would, my ankle would swell up, and I was like, "Man, I really need to lose some weight." You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I, I felt like that was my issue. I like the only problem I had was I was fat, and well, I said was like it's past tense, but uh, I'm I'm fluffy now. I'm not fat, but I I thought maybe that was my issue. And and I never got diagnosed, and then it it got so bad that I couldn't like land, step on my foot or anything. I couldn't, you know. It, so I thought that uh, I had broke something or popped something. So by the time I met Lady J, like the issue had happened, but I didn't know the extent of it. I didn't actually get diagnosed until after we had been together. That's when I got diagnosed. Yeah. So. Um so that in itself, anyway, um, it presented some issues financially, you know, and uh, as far as stability and all that kind of stuff goes. And so Lady J stepped in and did what I needed to do to help him out. Now, most women ain't doing that. You ain't paying no bills. You know what I'm saying? You're not going and, and <laughs> you know, making sure uh, that especially if you paying your own bills, you're not paying your bills and his, too. But I did. So, um and within I, our first year, I lost my apartment and my car. Yeah. Um, and it was due to his medical condition because he was off work for a while. Um, it took them, what, three months to send his first check from being off. So, of course, mm -hmm. rent gets behind and car note gets behind and things of that sort. So I did. I did it. Most women ain't are not going to do that. You know, especially it's 2020. Everybody want to follow what society says. It's 2016. But I'm time, uh, but <laughs> yeah um but i did and um so that was the first kind of like major test then um uh, and then uh oh and then another now in between of course there were tests um i mean we've had tests we had trying times with the relationship just like everybody else we get into arguments um <laughs> i don't like him <laughs> i don't like you you don't like me i think we broke up probably what <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, not within the first year. No, the first year was 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 fine. The second year, uh, that's when things start to get a little shaky. So here's the thing. In my mind, I'm like, listen, I ain't signed up. I didn't even want this to begin with. So and every time I would try to like walk away or something, I had to be honest with myself and be like, okay, this is the first relationship that you have ever been in that to where you entered into it, not looking for somebody to save you and not looking to fill a void or any of that at 30, um, three years old, I just come into like who I am, know what I want. Wasn't going to take no stuff off of no man. And I didn't care whether or not he, I won't say I didn't care if, cause if you care about somebody, of course you care if they leave you, but you wasn't going to fall apart. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to fall apart if they leave you. So I had just got to the point. This is my first relationship that I've been in to where I love me. I know who I am and I wasn't going to accept anything less. But I also didn't like the fact that Mark made me more vulnerable than I've ever been in my entire life with anybody. Like I started to notice that I was never really truly okay in love with like the men I was married to in comparison to him, like, or even transparent and as vulnerable as I, as I was. So I didn't like that. And I didn't like the fact that he was calling out certain things about me that I swore up and down that I already dealt with. And I ain't have no issues with like you tripping. Nobody else in my life complains about that, but you. So, (laughs) so all this stuff was like irritating to me, but it was at the same time challenging. Anybody that knows me knows I love a challenge and I like to always perform my best. So, um, so the second major test was, of course, as you all know, um, Mark B, uh, well, before he got sick. So, um, let me just put this out there to you ladies. Okay. This is what I mean by I love not tested. Can't be trusted. Mark B, um, had gotten to the point where, like he said, he lost his, his car and his house, um, you know, stuff within the first year of us being together. And Lady J stepped in. I paid up until that point, I paid his bills and paid mine. And then I opened up you know what I'm saying, um, my place and stuff like that to him. Um, and then he decided that he was going to find jobs in a different state. Now, th- that was cool, but we had talked about, like, how, how he was going to work it and stuff like that. But then the week that he was supposed to leave, he accepted a job in, what was that place again? Mexico? Uh, Hobbs, Ho- Mexico. Hobbs, Mexico. New Mexico. The day before he was supposed, well, the uh, he was leaving out on a Tuesday, on a on that Friday previous, he told me that he didn't he wasn't just leaving to, for the job, he left the relationship. So that was that was so we broke up for real for real that time. Now he broke up with me, um, and uh, I don't know if he wants to just quickly talk about why he broke up with me but i know it's almost time for a break but (laughs) um yeah give me 30 seconds to you know to summarize my whole thought process during that time period okay so he broke up with me and i'm we're sharing these these tests and major tests with y'all for a reason so at the end of the show y'all y'all get it y'all know how we go we how we do on fellow talk we talk about the topic we give some uh details and maybe a personal um experiences and then we give tips you know wrap it up in the show and let y'all call in give your you know comments or questions or whatever so um you want to tell them why and this was 
uh, March of 2018. Yeah. March of 2018. Yeah. So um, I will, once we come back from this break that we're about to take right now, I'll let you know my mindset and what was going on. Uh, so stick and stay. I'll let you know what I was thinking at the time. This pillow talk. He left me. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to JQLM Radio. It's real, raw, and relevant. Check out our stellar talk show lineup for your listening pleasure. We have everything from morning entertainment to health and wellness to empowerment to real life issues, music, marriage, sex, comedy, and much more. This is the place to be for the hottest talk shows in radio. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app or the TuneIn radio app and then search for JQLM radio. Make sure you make it a favorite. Or you can listen straight from the JQLM radio Facebook page by just clicking on the use app button. You can also listen from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Oh, and did I mention you can tune in 24-7 for the hottest in R&B, gospel, hip-hop, and more when your favorite show is not on. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. A division of Ego Entertainment. Enjoy! I don't know what you see in me Like why do you believe in me? You know you should be Have you ever heard the term mind-blowing sex? Experience the spicy, jaw-dropping world of sexual encounters 
in this compelling story of how the author set out on a sexpedition. Sexual healing is available on Amazon and www.ladyj.co. Get it now. Sexual Healing by Jacque Murrow. This is Pillow Talk. You are tuned in to Pillow Talk. This is your girl, Lady J. You go Mark B. And we are talking about a love not tested can't be trusted. So before the break, we were talking about our first big breakup. Um, and um, I think right before this, we were having a few issues um, with each other. I'm a very stubborn person um, when it comes to certain things. Uh, and we had been talking about um, Mark B wanted to, uh, so he had been sick and I, um, kind of took him in, uh, before that, you know, I was paying his bills and paying my bills. Um, not because he wanted somebody to take care of him, but because he had a, a medical issue and needed some help in that area. And I had it. So I did it. Um, and we had just started dating. We weren't even a, a month into the relationship. And of course, because it's who I am and I do it on a daily basis, you know, working with the homeless and um, families in need, you know, and youth and stuff like that. It was just something that I did because I had it and it was in me to do. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I think I think maybe it was was past a month in, but it wasn't it wasn't that far in. But um, when so when we when we left before the break, we were talking about um, when I left and went to New Mexico. So the thing, any guy out there wants to be able to pull his own weight, wants to be able to handle his business, wants to be able to do the things that he's uh, purposed to do and supposed to do, meant to do. So um, there was a high level of stress uh, on me at the time because, you know, I have kids, I, I have my kids that I need to provide for and take care of on top of. Um, I'm, I'm with Jay and, you know, we have our own bills that we accumulate there also, but, you know, I wasn't, I was, wasn't making enough money at jobs. I I was getting, I got fired from a job one time for going to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? It was just like one thing after another. First it was the health issues and then it was, uh, and the health issues prevented me from, um, keeping really good paying jobs. Right, our our decent paying jobs, and um, and I had that, and then I had you know my apartment uh, because of my health issues that got taken, and my car got taken. So all the all the independent uh, levels uh, that a guy wants to have before he even thinks about dating, these things were getting stripped from me one by one, uh, and then. Uh, me and Jay, like like she was saying before, we we were having our issues in a relationship too because she had not been in a relationship with somebody who wasn't trying to take something from her, either her, um, either trying to get 
get her to be the adult while they, you know, maintain the child role or somebody that wasn't trying to control or dictate her. She hadn't been in that or kind of relationship. Me. So I come along and I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not trying to take anything from you. I'm not trying to steal your power. In fact, I'm the type of person who I want to encourage you to be the best version of yourself. So um, I, I have no problem with being a cheerleader or, or uh, cheering you on while you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing, too, and I don't have to latch on to you or anything like that. But we were running into issues, um, be just trying to carve out space for one another in a relationship. Um, so that you have that stress on top of stress of not having as much money and I'm looking at friends of mine and and things that they've accumulated and classmates and things that they've accumulated and it it got it became too much and I saw an opportunity to be able to go and and make some money. I was like, well maybe it's just here in Indiana. That's my issue. I need to get out of this state so that I could go make some money so I could take care of myself and take care of my kids. So I broke out. And then when I when I did um a, a month after leaving I I got uh I got a, a illness. Actually, it was 21 days to be exact. Yeah, and I, before you go there and say that, um, I want to say something else um, before you tell that story. Um, before Mark B left, I had just literally like poured my entire heart out. Okay, so when he told me that, I was like extremely crushed. But I am the type of person where either I'm going to flip out on you completely or because those who know me well that are like family know I have a very bad temper when it comes to disrespect or I feel like I'm being pushed in a corner. I've been pushed so much. Um, that's the side of me I don't want to see. OK, but uh, I was like extremely crushed and got to the point where it was either shut completely down or um, if I did that, then I wasn't going to maintain some level of sanity. And I felt myself going back into this, this realm mentally that I had been in before that I didn't want to be in. And so um, in between uh, not less than 24 hours after we broke up all the way to, to 21 day to the 21 day mark, um, I was like super depressed there were some other things that happened in between there that were done that just shook me and hurt me to my core. I ain't going to talk about those things, but if you want to talk about it, that's fine. I don't care. But there were some things done in between that time that shook me and hurt me to my core. Um, and I, I had no control over it. So I had to figure out a way to kind of like work through it and, and make some decisions on what I was going to do. One, I had to, like, let him go. And he was still trying to, like, even with the things that happened in between there, he was still trying to be my friend. And then there was a point where he shut down completely and stopped talking to me, period. Like, wouldn't answer none of my calls, none texts, or none of that. So that was pissing me off, kind of act like, kind of acting like, like I never existed. So I had to go on a 21-day fast, um, I went on a 21 day fast and all I did was pray for him and ask God to, um, to take the pain 
you know, away and show me what it is that I need to see for me. That's what I did every single day for 21 days straight. And on the 21st day of the fast, uh, something in my spirit said, this is not, something is not right. And before he left, I told him, I said, Mark, that's not the way to go. One, he's he's not used to being with somebody that, uh, with a woman that support, that's supportive and that, you know, supports your dreams and, and lets you do you. Or um, he had a lot of firsts, like like throwing a birthday party or just saying I, I, I love you or buying you a car randomly or any anything. Uh, um, making sure that you have, you know, lunch when you go to work and, and coming in and taking care of you financially or or physically when it's your health or uh, emotionally or stuff like that. He wasn't used to that. So it was kind of making me mad that every time I tried to do something or give him something in any shape, form or fashion, he was like, uh, like not receptive, <laughs> like real, not really receptive to it. I think so. like in a, in a, in a relationship, in the in a relationship emotional superhighway, right? To put it that way, um, I think women take up a lot of real estate. Like women usually take up three lanes, and guys get like one and a half, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Be, meaning that our emotions uh, aren't really um, aren't really put on the on the same level as a, as a woman's emotions, like. Uh, you know, they say happy wife, happy life, you know, stuff like that. If if your girl's good and you're good and everything. But they don't say the same thing when it comes to a guy. It's not happy husband, happy, you know, they don't even have nothing that rhymes with that. What what do you <laughs> rhyme with happy husband, a happy man, happy man, happy fan? They don't, there's nothing, you know what I'm saying? So you and, and that lends itself to the health, the emotional health of the relationship usually um, being laid at how happy the woman is. But nobody really pays attention to how happy the man is and what is, what's his driving force. What are the things that makes him happy? And, and, yeah, I can do these things and I can give you these things and I can be this or this, that, and the other, but that's just your interpretation of what a man, what a man would want. It's not uh, accurate representation of what that man might need, you know. So I when can it, agree with that. So when it comes to, um, I, in, in full disclosure, yeah, th- I had not, I was not used to um, somebody who would actually support something that I would do outside of them. Like I'm used to, I keep looking over here, but I'm look, look at y'all <laughs> instead of looking over here, because then I look like I'm talking to James instead of talking to y'all. So I'm talking to y'all when I say this, all right? But um, be, because because of that, it's like um, as you're you're trying to. There's things that you're responsible for as a man, and regardless of whether somebody's like, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. It's a new age, da 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 There's things that you, as a man, are responsible for that you want to be responsible for. Um, you have in your DNA to be a protector. You have in your DNA, hopefully, to be a provider also. So you want to take care of those things. When those things are hindered, it, it, there's a blow to your ego as a man that, uh, that affects you in, in various ways. And then when, when you're... When you're fighting battles at home, and just speaking as a black man, when you go to when you're going to work, you're fighting microaggressions and stuff at work 
anyway. That's number one, if you're working for anybody. If you're a big black guy, then you're, you're definitely fighting them because people are looking at you as if you're just one bad comment away from snapping and killing everybody, right? Then you, if you come home and you're also fighting when you're at home, then there's no place where, where it's stress-free. You don't have a space for that. So, yep. so, it, so w- with that, um, me, me leaving had, uh, it, it was like 50% or, or maybe 40% relationship, 60%, um, every, all the other stresses that I had in life and trying to go and take care of. And before he left, for those of you who don't know, and I'm going to tell you, but those of you who know me know, I am very, I'm a very spiritual person and I am so in tune with God. When he shows me something and tells me something, especially if it's a warning before destruction, then I make sure that I sound that off if I'm supposed to. And that's what I did. I told Mark, I don't think that's the way you should go. I don't think that's where you should go. I, I got a bad feeling. But I'm telling you, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You need to be content in whatever state you're in. I know you don't like it. I know you don't want to be here. I, I didn't ask, you know, for you to be here, but I did what I what I felt like I needed to do to help you out in this area. So I don't care about how long you don't get to pick and choose, you know, how long God allowed allows you to be in this storm but your attitude in it can prolong your stay in the storm so he didn't want to listen and he left and then all hell broke loose so um just from but but to be fair it wasn't just that i I didn't want to listen also like i said when you that sounds good like if somebody if if somebody throws you off of a boat and you have you can't swim and you got sharks uh, uh, swing, uh, swimming around you. Which one are you the most worried about? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you can be worried about drowning, but you got sharks coming at you. You know what I'm saying? And if you feel that way, you feel hopeless. So if you feel hopeless and there's no space that you can feel um, a a a reprieve, then it's easy for you to make a decision that's probably not the most well thought out decision to make. So you want to talk about um, what happened to you then with that cause? So mind y'all, we broke up. Okay, yeah. I haven't. I, Mark has hasn't talked to me um, since he left. So when I when I left and, and I, I went to um, I went to New Mexico and I'm I'm working down there and at at one point I was like, this is such a new thing. One, I'm leaving my kids. I'm I'm le- at that point I've left Jay. So it's I I'm completely like in a different space, I I knew that my heart would want to come back home. You know, my heart would want to come back to Indianapolis. If I didn't commit to it, then I was not going to do anything here. I was going to, I was going to spiral. So my thought process was I got to fully commit. That means I, I, I can't allow myself to be distracted by anything other than trying to make this thing work um, or else this is all for nothing. And then when I get down there, I'm I'm doing maintenance, and somehow or other, uh, because I had uh, fixed up a room that had been out of commission for like three years, um, and it's hot in in New Mexico. In case you didn't know, it's it's hot. It's nothing but sand and hot in New Mexico. So um, I guess the the air conditioning unit had 
been sitting for a while and the filter must have been filthy and stuff like that, I ended up um, catching a um, an airborne viral infection called Legionella. And it shut down my kidneys and gave me pneumonia and um, it affected my nervous system. Um, they didn't know what was going on with me because if you're in Hobbs, New Mexico, and you get anything above a paper cut, you're probably going to die because they have nothing there to – I don't know if they have doctors. I don't, I don't know. They have nothing there to try and, and fix anything. So – it I'm, shut down his whole entire body, actually. Yeah, he I couldn't. Was, he couldn't form like senses. He didn't know what year it was. At one point, he couldn't even tell you what his name was. He was in critical condition. That so was the drugs, I think. That was, was. I think they gave me some good drugs because I was and because I was making phone calls. I don't know who I was calling. He can't I was, even remember. That only lasted for like five minutes. So here's the thing: he gets into this situation. Okay, I'm hurt and. Mad, but I'm going through this 21 day fast, and something tells me on the 21st day that something is not right, something is wrong. And at 4 a.m., uh, I get a call. No, first it was a text, and the text was like, uh, it says something like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know something. Uh, I don't know how I got from there to here. All I can tell you is. You know, um, I've been trying to be somebody that I'm not. And I just wanted to tell you that I love you. And, you know, they told me that my kidneys are are, are no longer working. I was like, what? So <laughs> I was like, what kind I of do, text I, message is this? I don't even remember. <laughs> send, I, I do remember sending the text. I remember I remember starting to write the text. It's, it, it comes back in, in hazes like... Um, I called my mom too, and I now, I sure don't remember calling her. Now, for the sake of time, because I want to get this all out, and y'all know how we do, we probably gonna keep talking here on live after the show, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to get as much as we can on the on the radio too for our listeners. But um, almost so, died to sum it all up. Almost, almost. So was out he texts me this at 4 a.m. Um, on the day that my daughter was supposed to have surgery. Okay. Um, my daughter was having surgery in the afternoon that day. Mark texted me at 4 a.m. Now, just the day before, I'm texting him, telling him, you know, I just find it funny, you know, how you just, I don't see how you can just completely ignore me and act as though I never existed. I mean, you won't respond to nothing. All I did was ask, you know, are you okay? Or whatever the case may be. Now, mind you, this is the, 21 days in. I think that's the difference between uh, uh, how a, a woman sees it and how, how a guy sees it. Because if we, uh, for a guy, if we allow ourselves to be triggered emotionally, then we're not going to succeed. Like if we're trying to stay focused on something, the one thing that could take us out of it is allowing us, uh, allowing our emotions to to take precedence. And for somebody like me, who's always been taken advantage of by men, I mean, abused uh, verbally, physically, uh, emotionally, and who always have been, <coughs> find herself with men who, take as much as they can and then going about their business or somebody that I have to walk away from. That's how I was feeling. Cause I'm like, here I am. I have, I've sacrificed a lot. I've helped you out in so many ways. And the least you can do is respond to me when I'm asking you, are you okay? I'm not asking you to come back and be with me or none of that. So his response the day before, <clears throat> it wasn't even a whole 24 hours <clears throat> was that, um, I can't talk to you right now, but I promise you there'll be a time where we can we can talk. And but at this moment, I have to do this for myself, and I need you to understand that. And the so, reason why um, is because, like I said, 
I knew what if if she were hey, if Sarah. we talked for too long and she told me how hurt she was for too long, then I would want to come back. Not because I felt like I should come back, but because I did wouldn't want to hurt her. And and I felt like that can't be a good enough reason for me to sacrifice this uh this opportunity that I'm I'm doing that's better for me and for my kids. Like that was my mindset. And so with that, I'm like and you know how us women are listening. We get pissed off too. Why and you you hate when you can't just turn a switch, flip a switch and be like, turn off your your feelings and you don't know why you still love this person and all this other kind of crap. So then I'm calling and he's not answering. So I'm like, right after he sent me the text, I call and I'm like, what is going on? What which is the problem? So then he calls me back and he's kind of like disoriented a little bit but he's telling me the nurse gets on the phone I'm talking to her and telling her who I am and asking her what's going on with him and so it sounds like a very serious thing and I'm like okay well where are you I'll come to you now at first then when I got off the phone I had to take a step back wait wait why are you going to see him again because he didn't want to talk to you just these last 21 days and just yesterday he just told you so why would you want to go there okay so then I had to so then I had to come back to reality and be like, okay. Then I had to, then I went to praying. I asked God, okay, am I supposed to go down here? Or is this the thing that you was telling me to warn him about telling him don't go some is, you know, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? So regardless of how mad and angry I was and how hurt I was, he told me to go. So that's what I did. Now, mind you, I had some major money come in, like, within four days of that day. But that particular day, I only had like a couple hundred dollars on me. So I was like, dang, how, was gonna, how am I going to get all the way to Texas? <laughs> the ticket is like $1,000. And the reason why so, I was in Texas is because, again, if you have anything above a paper cut in Hobbs, New Mexico, you're going to die slow. So they had to ship me to uh, Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, so mind you, he knows that I still love him. He knows that I'm still loving him. And he's telling me that he still loves me, loves me and the kids and stuff like that. So, but I'm like, but we're not together. And now he finds himself in this situation. And I don't really know how great and you know how severe it is until I get there. I go to my daughter's surgery. I call her dad, you know, her godmother. I let them know what the situation is. And he tells these people before I get there, I didn't know that I'm his power of attorney. He wants me to be his power of attorney. And, and I'm I was the one in that and out of care. consciousness and they're, they're asking me questions. They're telling me I might have cancer. They don't know what, what, it, and, and I'm like, okay, one for you to give me all this information and drugs at the same time is crazy because I'm not going to remember 98% of the things that you're telling me. So they're like, well, who, who, can we talk to who can we speak to well jay said that she was coming so i i was able to give them her name i don't even know if i spelled it right i might have um but i because i couldn't even i couldn't even spell my own name at the, at the time so um so i i'm like okay god i jacque you have to put how you feeling right now to the side just to figure out what's going on and get there yes you love him but at the same time he said he didn't want you anymore so I had to, I had all these emotions going on. So I get on this plane. It was the most excruciating trip I have ever taken, okay, on a plane. I, I get on two planes and, and I had to take an Uber or a Lyft, actually, a, a Lyft um, to get to him. And um, when I get there, I only leave with like 
one change of clothes. Cause I'm thinking I'm only going for a day just to see what's going on. And that's it. I get there and he is in critical. When I say critical condition, I mean, critical condition. He, he recognized who I was. I think when he opened his eyes and was like, he was so happy that I was here. Everything is, I, I feel like everything's okay. And that was it. And he was out. Like, when I got there, I mean, he tubes when I say he had tubes everything. everywhere in his in his neck, you can still see the two holes. He had, he had tubes in his neck and his groin area, his arms. He had I I mean, it was bad. It was really tubes bad. Tubes in my weenus. It, it was, was bad. Crazy. Um, and so I get there and I'm immediately like taken aback, and I'm like, well, dang, I'm about to be here for a minute. So I get down there. I'm dealing with all of these feelings you know, at once. And I'm like, okay, I call home, let them know what the situation is. And I'm going to be here for a minute. Now I didn't know that I was going to be there for a month. I had to, um, I bought, I had to buy everything. I mean, toiletries, underwear, <laughs> bras, socks, clothes, everything. I lived in the hospital with him. I never left his side. And, um, it was a very, Man, it was challenging day by day, but I'm there with him. And at the same time, I'm calling my therapist, my mental health therapist. And I'm like, I don't know why, God, why would you want me to be out here with him when he said he don't want me in? You know how I feel about him and all this kind of stuff. And then I find out something else, you know, um, and, and then that's added on to everything else and have to suck that up and put that to the side and, you know, focus on getting him better and, and, and getting him out the hospital. And I'm just like, okay. And, and now I have to go buy this for him and make sure he has this so he can get on the plane and go, I'm just like, why do I feel like I'm being punked right now? It took a full six (laughs) months for me to recover to the point where I could actually work. Yeah. Um, we're about to go to a commercial because there is a, well, you, you, most of y'all probably know the twist, but there's a twist that happens um, after that whole ordeal, six that plus six months of uh, of rehab and and working to get to the point where I could walk because I couldn't even walk or breathe a, a full breath. Um, so it took a while for that. So uh, when we get back from this break, then we'll talk about the the flip that happened after that. All right, this is Pillow Talk. Uh, we will be back. Stick and stay. See you in a minute. She gives me life When I look in her eyes Each and every time that she smiles And the look can be measured Every day it gets better Kind of like the finest of wine If you could hear her talk You want to listen more just in the way she walks, you know the queen is her sweetest disposition, its uniqueness. She gives sexy more meaning without even trying, she's breathing. And all I am is because of her. She is a queen of mine, she's perfectly designed. Friend, my, my ocean. This lady asked for my fruition. She, she be 
in the deep end Never mind an apprehension She likes the loving long So I weave in it like an extension She wanna show a man Say, all she needs is access so, I gave her every key hey. Even backstage passes oh, I cannot I lie Why would I try, I try To ever deny yeah. forever she's mine she's Forever she's mine hey. And I mean yeah. that She found a way through my defense yeah. With her and all of my secrets yeah. I'm living better now Gives my life a little more reason And all I am Is because of Hey everybody, it's your girl Lady J Owner of Ego Entertainment Network And host of the Impossible Radio Show Have you ever thought about having your own radio or podcast show? Maybe be featured in a magazine Or air commercials on television Or maybe even have your own TV show well, look no further. Ego Entertainment Network is here for all of your media production needs. Contact us today at 317-886-0296 or visit our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. You would be surprised at how affordable it is. Oh, don't forget, tune in to JQLM Radio every day. Download the JQLM Radio app for all of you Android users or Apple users and Android users, you can use the TuneIn app. Or listen straight from our website or the JQLM Radio Facebook page. Ego Entertainment Network, empowered greatness optimized. Hey, it's your girl, Lady J, host of the I'm Possible Radio Show. That's right, I'm back, y'all. Tune in every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on JQLM Radio. Download the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss a show, download or subscribe on any of the podcast platforms, Spreaker, iHeart, Spotify, Deezer, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. I'm possible. You're possible. We're all possible. Love y'all. Deuces. back you down. are tuned in to Bring pillow talk down. with your girl lady j boy mark b and we are talking about a love not tested can't be trusted so yes. um we have a little while left in the show we're right. gonna try to uh, uh sum the rest of this up we're gonna real go, quick we're but, gonna go forth go but, forward so <laughs> but here's, a, here's so all right so the, six months we, let's let's skip ahead right hold on wait you just you got to tell the listeners what we're talking about on the break we was talking about how we oh, were talking listeners. about oh, getting okay. back together. Y'all should have been paying attention on Facebook. No, no, <laughs> shit. Don't, don't pay attention to Facebook. How Mark know. was talking about getting back together in the hospital yeah. once I got down there. So, and so uh, being being in the hospital, not being able to breathe uh, a full breath, number one, uh, not being able to walk, not being able to wipe your own behind, um, not being able to shower for yourself. For me, that, I did all that too. yeah, that and, and Jay was there and did all that for me. And, and that number one, 
I'm, I'm, I was looking back at um, at previous relationships, and I was like, I don't think anybody that I had ever really been with would have done that. Like none, none, none. I, I, I was serious. I was sat and I seriously thought, if if this same thing happened like five years, seven years earlier, would anybody that I had dated or was married to, would any of them do the exact? No, I'd be out there. You know what I'm saying? Out there struggling, trying to figure out what my name is. Um, so that was one thing. Another thing is that. Um, with with almost dying comes a, a level of clarity that makes you uh, understand that some things that you view as important aren't that important. It isn't that important. You know what I'm saying? Things, some things that you allow to stress you out, um, that you allow to keep you up at night and stuff like that, it's not that important. You know what I'm saying? What, is it... It, does it bring joy to me or take a joy away from me? It, does it hurt my kids physically? You know what I'm saying? Does, does My mindset started changing, so and I stopped comparing myself to other people and, and saying, well, I'm here, they're here, so I show. Maybe I should do it in the camera. I'm here, <laughs> they're here, and I need to be up here. So now I'm not where they are. Like I have classmates who who are running for public office. I have classmates who are um, who are executives in, in companies and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, hey, I do security. You know, I you know, I I talk on the radio a little bit. And I, I felt like I like I was wasting time and wasting my life and stuff like that. So and um, the things that that at one time I was able to do for my kids I wasn't able to do, whether it was because my health issues started kicking in that I didn't have those previous years or whether it was the money got tight or something like that it just seemed too much and after being in the, after being in that state and being vulnerable um and physically vulnerable as well as like emotionally vulnerable it put me in a space where i was i was okay with things uh that were hap- that happened in my life that um that weren't important so we got to keep it short yeah. But I want you to tell people what made you want to get back into the relationship with me after leaving me. Well, that that's what that's what I was saying. Um, we had the conversation and we talked about how uh, what things what things can and should change and what things uh, can and should be better. And if 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 my voice isn't heard or if her voice isn't heard, then it's hard to go back into a situation that that you left because you your voice wasn't heard. Now, FYI, I just want y'all to know, as I said, there were a lot of things that happened in between this time. So I wasn't fully sold. I was hurt. I was even more hurt when I got there. So I wasn't all that into being back into the relationship. Um, And from the time we got back home uh, until probably the beginning i'll say no probably up until the spring of 2019 we argued a lot almost every day every single day because of uh some very hurtful things and and you know the issues that we had before he left you know some of those came into play it it was a lot and it was i don't know we broke up probably a couple more times (laughs) (laughs) But, but we, we 
I think for me personally, even with the things that transpired that hurt me to my core and and trying to work through feeling like being abandoned. And this was after he had already said when he was making plans, you know, for us to be married and all that kind of stuff. And then you turn around and tell me that, <laughs> that you leaving me and you moving to another state. I was like, Nick, <laughs> yeah. you got me all the way messed. I don't know who the heck you think you are. And I'm like, this is my mindset, y'all. And the and just like all of these emotions from when I was in relationships with these other dudes came back. I'm like, you were wolves in sheep's clothing. You just like everybody else. Like, in, in a lot of other ways, but then in some ways you're not. So that's what my mindset was. So every day we was arguing. Every day it was a struggle for me to trust him again, for me to, like, even sh- even go back to how I normally would be with somebody who hasn't hurt me, like being really, you know, loving and and uh, affectionate, touchy-feely. And sometimes I've had my mood swings was so up and down, y'all. It was crazy. And everybody's story, nobody is the villain in their own story. You know what I'm saying? Not that she's the villain or anything like that, but but it's hard to see. Like, it takes a minute for, for you to get clarity and say, okay, I added to this by doing this, or I... I hinder this process by doing this it's it's difficult to do that so it takes a minute to be like okay um yeah uh you it's not just that you suck it's that you know maybe maybe i could have altered this or maybe i didn't have to say this or or maybe i could have said this different or something like that so we so we will skip forward there was a lot of depression that was going on, on on my end too because not being able to work, not being able to provide, not being able to help um, took a toll on me, you know, along with having family issues and stuff like that that was happening at the time. Um, it, it took a toll on me, but I, the funny thing is I was in a better position to handle that because of the, the way that my mind was at that time where, okay, is this stuff – is this stuff going to uh, physically kill me? No? Okay. It is what it is. I, I could actually process it a little bit better. But I, I, I made strides. I started being able to, to walk a little bit, and then, you know, I would push that and started being able to walk, you know, further and longer distances and stuff like that. And finally, and, and being able to go up steps and stuff like that. It was a long process, but it, it happened, right? Um, and then got to a point where I was physically able to contribute and help. And now we, at the time we had, we was in a financial hole at that time. Yeah. Cause when he got sick, I mean, everything, hey, yeah, everything was, was on was my shoulders. Deep, so deep um, financial hole. So. And I'm, and granted I'm asking God, okay, I know you ain't telling me that, is this who you have for me? Like, is this okay? I know I'm following everything that you said. Um, Oh, we got a caller y'all. Uh, you calling in three one seven eight eight six zero two nine six. That's the uh, that's the number. Um, three one seven eight eight six zero two nine six. If you want to call in, three one seven eight eight six. Three one seven eight eight six zero two nine six. That's the yeah. call in number. So, but um, so, so that that mm-hmm. was. I'm asking God, is this who you really have for me? Like, um. I know you showed me, you know, this person that, you know, he supports me, you know, all this kind of stuff. But he also did this. You know, he also 
did this to me and he said this you know or in that so i'm like okay god yeah. now i know it's not supposed to be perfect but look yeah, and I, I was i was doing some of the same praying because it's like you know what um i when you when somebody basically it, it, when somebody's not used to um to being equal in power with somebody in a relationship they're used to either dominating or being dominated right um so I'm, I'm really a dominant one. Yeah. So, and 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 the thing is, because of how I carry myself, people think that I'm I'm a dominated type of person. Like I'm the type of person that backs down. And then they find out different. And then it's like, okay, well now how do I? Because he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't like. Normally, people who are dominant are people who are strong-minded are slamming their hands on tables and they're flipping over, you know, they're, ah, and they're yelling and stuff like that. I'm 6'3", 250 plus. I don't got to do all that. I'm going to say no, and then I'm going to not do it because what you going to do? You're not going to make me do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I am. So there, there's, there's a there's, – now, I do I do talk. You know, I, I, in fact, some people would say that I talk too much. So it depends on who you talk to Definitely. and what I'm talking about. But He's it, when I when I when I do when I say something though, I'm I'm one of those like the Bible says, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. I'm I'm not gonna sit there and keep going around and around with you about it. I'm gonna just say no, and that's it. So when you have that, it's I'm I'm praying. I'm like Lord, listen, um, I'm not gonna keep fighting this chick. For just to just to be heard or just to be listened to, I'm not gonna keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna have to do something, and not that this was anything prayed for or anything like that. I ended up going, um, accepting uh, or getting my cl my class A, and heading to Cuba, Alabama, to be in training. And while I'm in Alabama, you know, I'm gone for like two weeks and and everything. Oh, was it two weeks or was it longer than that? Uh, uh -huh. It was two weeks. Actually, okay. before that, we had gotten into a good space. Now, after arguing mm -hmm. for so long and being hurt and depressed and everything, <laughs> we got into a, a, a pretty good space. Mm -hmm. um, and then I go to I go to Cuba, Alabama. I'm working and um, I'm on the truck and I'm actually, I actually on my way. Actually, haven't gone for a month. You yeah, went, left for two weeks, came back for three days and left me, out again. Because they told me that it was going to be um, two weeks. And listen, all you truckers out there, y'all know the story. They tell you you're gonna be gone for two weeks, and then you end up being gone for a month and a half. That's what happened. But so I, I'm, I'm on the truck. I'm actually on my way back to Indianapolis to surprise her because I've been gone for so long. So I was gonna surprise her and only be home for a night. But you know, a night after being gone for like a month, is you know you'll take it. And I get my phone is blowing up, and it's it's her phone. I'm like, I can't talk to you right now because I'm driving. The company was really, really a real stickler on no, that. No, but I think, uh, if I remember, like I think Khadija called like 10 times in a row so you know yeah. it's something, ain't <laughs> I had, But I, I couldn't get to my phone because I was, I was actually driving at the time and they finally, so they got in contact with my trainer and my trainer telling me, uh, you need to call home, call home right away. So I call to find out that she had a brain aneurysm. And she uh, and I, so I'm on my way back anyway. So I, they're like, "Well, you know, can you get back here?" Yeah, I'm on my way. So I'm getting back here now. Keeping when I get here, um, it, it she was. I had no clue how bad the situation was because, but I, but my thing is, the, I only 
know of a few people who've had brain aneurysms, and I don't know anybody who survived them. Um, let me say real quick, when Mark was in the hospital in 2018, I asked him, I said, you only want to be with me because I came here. I said, when you left, you didn't want me. Now you want me only because I'm here, only because I'm here wiping your butt and being with you during, you know, all of, through all of this stuff and making sure you're good and, you know, making sure you get everything that you need. I was like, if I was in the same situation, can you honestly say that you would do the same for me? Now, mind you, I told God before. I got with him that I didn't want to be in a relationship. Don't send me nobody. She then he said, sends me. She said this, I wouldn't. Then he sends me this person here, Mark. And then um, I'm tested as to, because in my mind, I'm really conflicted and telling myself, I don't really want to be in a relationship. You know, I don't really, I don't really love him like that. He ain't got me open like that. I'm not that vulnerable. But yeah, I was. So then he started the same questions, the questions that I asked him in the hospital. Um, not even a year late. Yeah, a year later, uh, God turned around and put me in that position to show me that yeah, He will do the same thing for you. Listen, I was like, really? Giving her showers, <laughs> wiping her behind, doing everything that she was doing for me, and that it's and it's not like that was new for me. Number one, because if you ask any any ex that I had been with for a long period of time. I definitely am the the person that will take care. The thing is, I never had anybody do that for me. So this was the first time that it was actual uh, reciprocity because in the reciprocity came in reverse. Usually I'm the one that's doing that type of thing and nursing and taking care of somebody. And I'm not used to somebody doing that for me. So in this instance, she did it for me first. And then a year later, the the same thing had to happen in reverse and I was doing that for her. So struggling financially, struggling with having to take care, be each other's actual caretakers on like literally deathbeds. Now I didn't have to sign any funeral paperwork, but I did have to sign POA paperwork and resuscitation in order to put my name on that too for Mark. He had to do that and make funeral arrangements for me. So can you imagine being with somebody and, knowing that there may be a possibility that you have to bury them. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I am in this relationship. I don't really want to want him to be in a position where he has to take care of me. Cause I didn't know if I was going to be how, how bad it was going to be for the rest of my life or whatever, if I did make it. So, um, and if I didn't, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, he hasn't proposed. We, we're not married. I don't want him to feel like he's obligated just because I did it for him. So I went through these emotions where I wanted to break up with him just because um, I didn't want him to have to take on that. Now, I don't know who the heck was going to take care of me <laughs> if it didn't. Now, I mean, I'm not saying I do have a village, but they they have families and, and you know, lives and jobs and stuff just like everybody else. So I wasn't sure. And this kind of like brought everything i shared some something with y'all on a, a, on a video yesterday after the show that um sometimes or a lot of times we talk about you know um you want to know if the person is the one or you know did god tell you that listen god ain't god is not giving everybody a small whisper saying that's who you're supposed to be with what he does is he shows you who they are. He he will put, 
you in certain positions and allow certain things to happen where you see their character and he has given you discernment to discern whether or not this is the person or not he'll keep and he'll if you don't get it he'll keep showing you or um or you'll be chastised when you don't follow his instructions that's in anything in life really so um this is how i after this so many other things this is how i knew that this love that was tested it, it you know i'm saying it can be trusted um and now we've been through a lot we've been through stuff that most people don't go through until they've been together like 15 20 years 10 15 20 years so we've been through a lot in three years and i had a before we even started dating i told you know mark that and everybody knows this that hey my my cutoff is three years bro I'm not going to be your girlfriend past three years. Either you propose or we going our separate ways. And that's just it. And that I had to set those boundaries for myself because in the past I've allowed myself to be used, uh, misused and, you know, taken advantage of and stuff. I wouldn't get ready to let that happen no more. So you got three years and that's it. That's more than enough time for you to figure it out. If you don't know by now, I'll tell you on our thir- three year anniversary, I was back in the hospital. I've been hospitalized two more times since then. So I let that slide and, not saying that, oh, no, you still don't have no time limit, but it for, you know, setting that standard for myself, I'll just give you extra time because you've been put in a position where, you know what I'm saying, it was out of both of, you know what I'm saying, out of both of our hands. Now. To, to sum everything up, man, listen, got, uh, Pastor Eli was talking uh, earlier today, uh, our pastor um, at the People's Church, and he was saying that God doesn't ha- hold conversations with people. You know what I'm saying? If he, if you say that he does, then something wrong with you. Because he said in all his years of being saved, God ain't never said, hey, Eli, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> but what, what God will do is God will let you know what kind of person that you're dealing with. He'll let you know whether this is somebody that you can deal with. After that, it's up to you to do the work. And either you gonna, and the work that you have to do nine times out of ten is you're on yourself, not on that other person. It's never going to be on that other person. You working on yourself. If he, if you can build with this person, then you work on yourself, and then you all can can move forward. And if you're not willing to do that, then that's usually how the relationship is gonna gonna fail. Yeah, and if you really love somebody, um, first of all, you have to value them, and you have to value the relationship. Um, we're gonna close the show out, but we're gonna continue the conversation here on Pillow Talk. Um, this is a show. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in next week, next Sunday from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Make sure you go on uh, social media, follow us, Pillow Talk, and join the Pillow Talk group on Facebook. On Instagram, it's Show Pillow Talk. Um, you can follow me on social media uh, at Lady J Brand or Jacque Merle on Facebook, and I'm at LadyJ.co on Instagram. You can Mark. follow me on Facebook, Instagram, um, all of that. It's uh, the Mark B. All, also on Twitter. You can catch me on there, too. All right, this is a show to know, to show, and to grow love and relationships, and we out.